Welcome back to the Bangin' and Clangin' podcast, the podcast that brings unity to the wrestling community. That is right. Welcome back. And as always, we have Crossbones, a man who wrestled the Incredible Hulk, unwrestled the Incredible Hulk, two men with big arms, unwrestled, and he beat the Hulk and he will no longer be in Avengers. Crossbones will be replacing him. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I am Blake Beretta, who probably falls in the category of second place for good arms. And I also decided to go out and buy a lottery ticket because there's a big jackpot coming up. <laughs> huge, huge jackpot. Huge $1 billion. <laughs> Somebody actually won the other one. Uh, there were two. So there's the Mega Millions and there's the Powerball. And the Powerball was just won, I think, Tuesday by somebody in Maryland. That's right. I think it was like more than one person, though. I think maybe three, I think. I think they had to split the money, so, but they still got a lot of money. I have, I have this unrealistic fear. Of, my fear is dying without being able to spend all of my money. That is true. It's like, it's like that is so much money. Like, wh- what can you buy with all that stuff? And I was going to say the other part of that is also, you know, would that that particular amount of money, would you do stuff that would put you in danger that that would otherwise not happen? Like, like for instance, Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul. Had he not been the best basketball player in the world, made hundreds of millions of dollars, he wouldn't have been able to afford a helicopter. That is true. And because, like- he, because he had all of that money and all those resources and he was able to get that, that happened, unfortunately, tragically. God rest Kobe's soul. That is true. It's like when you, he's a celebrity too. So playing basketball, he's going to be in the limelight of everything. But I feel like if you, like if I would have won it, I'm going to like not let the world know that I have it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing with Georgia though. What? Georgia, you cannot remain anonymous. You have to go to one of those press conferences and get your check. Oh, that seems, that sucks. Some states, some states don't have you do that. Like, like I think Maryland and like New York and some states, they don't have to do that. But Georgia, you can't remain anonymous. You have to go in there and do the press conference to accept your check. Oh, can I just disguise my voice and change my name at least? Well, you'd have to. Yeah, there there would have to be something going on. But yeah, yeah, it's it's that double edged. The lottery winners is the double edged sword. There's a lot of people who who have won it. Most lottery winners usually go through that no matter what amount of money it is, they go through it in like three or four years and they're back to doing their normal job again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you got to learn to invest and save and, you know, maybe do like, I will still, you know, work, you know, just because. And there's there's something called like the, uh, there's like stage wealth and like going from not having to a lot of money to going to having a ton of money is literally the most dangerous thing that can happen to a person. Oh yeah, it's like Which you get the right way before you lose it all. Yeah, there's there's stages to it. Not to say that those are those are some great problems to have. It's almost like having too much talent on your wrestling show. That's right. Speaking of talent, what is going on in this world of WWE? Now, since we since we've last we we've got two. We've got two weeks, or no, we've got how many? We've got three episodes of, we've got two episodes of Raw and two, two episodes, of, episodes of SmackDown before we get to the Royal Rumble. That is right. And NXT and some AEW too. <laughs> yes. Now with, uh, we have, let's just set up, let's set up Royal Rumble right now. So uh, we have two huge pre-main events before the big Royal Rumble. So we're going to have Roman Reigns going against Kevin Owens. That is right. So, uh, and then we're going to have Drew McIntyre, which w- this is this is the main main event. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. That is right. Drew is back from COVID, coming back next Monday. Next Monday to confront Bill Goldberg about their little showdown from a few weeks ago. That is right. Not even COVID could take down the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm interested to see how are they going to spin this? How are they going to make this match? How are they going to make this match work? Two guys who, when's the last time the Goldberg wrestled? It's been a long, long time. What, six months? 
Six months. <laughs> he, hasn't wrest- he hasn't wrestled in six months. You got Scottish Psychopath has been killing it, beating Randy Orton, beating AJ Styles, just crushing it. So he is he is being booked as a strong, strong wrestler. That is right. Period. Now the question is, does WWE throw away all that equity for one more Goldberg spear? Jackhammer. I feel like they're going to give the title to Goldberg. I have that bad feeling that's going to happen. I love Goldberg, but Drew, come on, Drew's still hot, still like that, like that, that hot star power that he needs. They still got. It goes back to what WWE loves to do is pushing their older talent. And I also noticed this in our, in our time off. All right, so prior to the Attitude Era, they never went back and got old stars to come back. That is right, because the Attitude Era, you had pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't going back to the Golden Era and trying to get people from that era. They weren't trying to go get Honky Tonk Man to come back and wrestle. They weren't trying to get freaking uh, – Bruno, Bruno Sammartini to come back there and wrestle or just show up. They weren't doing that stuff. That is something that only happens in this generation of wrestlers where they go back and they get wrestler, the wrestlers from the previous era. It has never happened in that business. So it, it does, if you want to keep Goldberg around, you want to keep him happy, you got you to gotta have him win this match. Exactly. I feel like that's what WCW tried to do, like bring back old stars. I feel like they did that. They did, you know, they were, they had one plan that was, it was golden for, for the time it was. They took all the people from, from Vince, that Vince built. Vince That's built, what? he built Hulk Hogan, he built Macho Man, he built Ted DiBiase, he built all these stars. And WCW just threw a whole lot of money at him and said, come over here and we will, we will find something to do. It didn't work until they got Hall and Nash. That was where Hall of Nash finally went up. And Hogan, too, kind of jumped into how to manipulate the company for – well, it's basically for their benefit, pretty yeah. much. Hogan was the biggest star. Even even at that time, when Hogan came to WCW, he was still the biggest star in wrestling. He was still the biggest draw. Oh, yeah. like All around the world, everybody knew who Hulk Hogan was. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and it's kind of funny that Vince is still bringing back Hulk Hogan all these years later. When, when the opportunity arises and he needs some ratings – he will still go grab Hulk Hogan to say, hey, come to our show and, uh, <laughs> and help us out here. That's right. I don't know how safe it is to bring the you know, older ones back with the COVID thing nowadays. Yeah, but... and, and, the, and the thing, too, uh, that, uh, that, that I, I saw with Hogan and what he was saying, it's like, oh, everybody backstage was like, oh, no. He was like, they were very cold to me. I was like, yeah, they're cold to you. You're, tr- you're, you're, you're infringing on their time. You didn't have anybody infringing on your time, taking That's... time away from you. And ex- and also some other comments you made a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that also probably didn't help his cause at all. <laughs> That's right. I forgot who said something. I think well, I don't know it was E or somebody else said something. I think it, it might have been Mustafa Ali. He was not. He oh was yeah, it was not, him. <laughs> yeah, Mustafa Ali was not happy about. Um, about all the uh, the the previous generation superstars showing up at this uh, at this event. Now the other part of this uh, of this equation that that the Goldberg thing has. So if Goldberg does go on to win this match, what is next for Goldberg? Uh, I mean, he's going to WrestleMania and probably have a maybe a rematch with Drew and maybe the uh, win of Royal Rumble. All right. Oh, so you think they they throw in a, a fatal three way? Yeah, triple, triple throw match. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's gonna happen. Triple, yeah, I think that would probably be that would be the best possible scenario because yeah. I don't want I don't want if Drew does lose this match I don't want Drew to drop out of the of the spotlight because usually you know once you once you usually lose a title it's kind of like a demotion and then they have you go do something else and then maybe if that works out they'll bring you back for another title shot. That's right, and this is a, and Triple Throw is a way that you could save Goldberg from not getting pinned. <laughs> that is true, and they and they would love that. They would definitely love that. Now, if if Drew wins on the other side of that, what's next for Drew? That's WrestleMania. So who's going to face Drew for the title? Who will be the guy? Who would be the guy Blake that Beretta. would go? Blake Beretta. <laughs> Blake Beretta versus Drew McIntyre. That's right. I'm entering myself in the Royal Rumble. 
Number 30. <laughs> number, number, <laughs> number 30 never wins, though. But this time it will because everybody will be worn up and I'll be fresh and relaxed after I, I take my nap backstage. They'll wake me up and say, hey, it's time to go. Get a little stretching on, take a pre-workout, and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> you go toe-to-toe. Who, but but what what if you what if you run into and in, what if you get in there and the last four people are uh let's say Bronson Reed, uh <laughs> uh Lars Sullivan, and let's see who would be one more. One more suitable opponent, uh, Biggie. <laughs> Biggie. So I have to go against Giants. <laughs> yeah. I feel like me and Biggie probably get along. I was like, man, be me and you. I'll make you pancakes or waffles, whatever you need. I get your big. I come out to the ring with a bowl of chalk, and he's like, oh man, this guy's awesome. He got me some chalk. Me and him team up. He turns his back, and I flip him outside the ring. <laughs> there you go. Classic. Classic. Throw the chalk on this. <laughs> You could be the, you could be the team chalk, you the chalk brothers. There you go, the chalk brothers. There you go. But at the rumble, I'll throw it in his face and I beat him. I'm going old school. Hey. The chalk. <laughs> All right. So now that now that, that we have that we have that match out of the way, let's go to the other match. All right. So we have Kevin Owens um, going up against uh, Roman Reigns. That's a KO of Roman Reigns, which I'm disappointed. I Pierce didn't go through with the match. No, he's he he got out of it somehow. Yeah, I was so hoping he was saying because he was saying, like, "Oh, my knee hurts. It's a nagging injury." I was hoping he said, "Like, you know, you kind kind of got me in a handicap here, Roman. So in a stipulation, I made this a handicap match and say something like that." And Kevin always come out. Yeah, no, this this match is is there. This would be the third of the yeah, and this is need to be over. That's right. Hopefully, this is the last time Kevin Owens and Roman will go at it. Yeah, but you know, I always feel bad for for Kevin Owens. It's kind of like that that wrong place at the wrong time. You know, he's he's a great superstar. And he's he's uh, he's paid his dues, but he's just there to help elevate Roman right now. That's right. Because if it was somebody else, Kevin would probably have a better shot yeah, at winning. He'd be, it. he'd be a champion somewhere. Maybe if he went to AEW, he'd probably be the champion. Oh yeah, probably first yeah. day. <laughs> But right now he's uh, he's being served up to Roman Reigns. He has put on some great matches, and I, I there's no reason why this won't continue. But I have this match winning. I have, of course, I have Roman winning this match, not in, in a heel way where there's not a clean finish where he come where Jay helps him out, or you might get a big return from uh, from Jimmy or something like that that helps him out. That's right, and it's like he's gonna return and betray Roman, and they swerve, swerve us all, and Kevin Owens wins. Oh, he is gonna just might as well just jump to Roman's side. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is set up to be interesting. All right, so now we're gonna go with this match. All right, hypothetically, it's not gonna happen. But KO won this match. Where where all does right. KO go from here? That's WrestleMania, then. He might have a rematch against Roman, probably. Okay, rematch against Roman. All right, Roman, who most likely will win this match, where does Roman go from here? I said, well, of course, he's going to go against go into, into WrestleMania, but the Royal Rumble winner got only pick one champion, so if he doesn't get – if the Rumble winner goes to Drew, who will be next in line for Roman? Who could it be? Hmm. Who could it be? I don't know. It's like a list of superstars out there that be a great adversary for Roman. I'm feeling like, John Cena. John Cena, if he, yeah, he well, back. well, he, he just he, did. He just did a commercial for them um, uh, when they did the uh, they they unveiled the the uh, locations for uh, WrestleMania, and he did a little vignette for them as Hugh can't as Hugh true. can't see me. That is right, and uh, if, unless he's coming to that one, or they're going to might save him for that one. I don't know if they're going to the use one him that way, which is which is probably they want that one to be their biggest one ever, and it it is looking. It, I mean, not that this one is a throwaway. This is good. This is going to be another two day. This is going to be a new, another two day WrestleMania in Tampa. That is right. This one coming up will be two day one. Then you have next year is just hopefully be a regular Royal Rumble on WrestleMania. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, but that, that one LA is looking like it's gonna shaping up to be the 
be the be the biggest one of all time. That's right. And they got plenty of time. What is that? Two years two away. Two whole freaking years away. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have gray in my beard. <laughs> all right. So now let's get to the Royal Rumble. Match. Who do you got for the Royal the, Rumble? The Royal Rumble match. So one person starts, another person starts, comes down the ring. So you got two people in the ring. Now at every two minute mark, a siren goes off. There's usually some sort of countdown. And then another participant enters the ring. This continues until all 30 participants have entered the ring. And the one who wins the match by throwing the last person over the top rope is declared the winner and goes on to WrestleMania to pick uh, a title of their choice to compete for. Man, I feel like I'm watching the Rumble now. You're, you sound like just like the answer. Yeah, I've been pri- I practiced that like for like five minutes in the mirror before <laughs> I did it just now. <laughs> that sounds just like the Rumble match. From from, you feel like you were reading the cue cards from WWE. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 getting ready to go on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back backstage. I'm gonna take Renee Young's job. <laughs> well, she's pregnant right now. I doubt she could be able to uh, come out. Well, well, she 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 quit also. So that too. But she made a contract with Fox, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that would be that is the. But the, the, so there, there are a lot of questions with the Royal Rumble. Uh, number one, who's who starts it? Who are the two people that starts it? Because that's always that is all there. That is always one of the biggest parts of it. Who starts the Rumble? What two that's superstars? I'm going to say Baron Corbin is going to be one of them. <laughs> you guys don't like Baron Corbin. because Baron Corbin. That is a perfect way to start the Royal Rumble. Have Baron Corbin enter as one and last like 35 minutes. That's the, oh, there you go. At least give him 35 minutes just to make everyone angry. <laughs> I have start throwing people out and people get mad and yeah. next opponent comes Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the way to anger everyone. Have have Baron Corbin for for periods of this match be the only person in the ring at <laughs> the crowd the the television face crowd would go nuts. They're losing their mind. Like this is the worst rumble ever. We're turning it off. But then you get a huge <laughs> but then you get a huge pop when somebody comes down there and throws him out. Whoever that person is going to be. That is right. Who are the next one will be? Will be the will be the like you gotta know like who's that person gonna be because they by the star power they have. It's like oh, it's Brock Lesnar. Up, oh, he's gonna come and eliminate him. Yeah, Brock is the Brock is the atom bomb of Royal Rumble entrance because he blow everything up the second he gets there. That's right because Kane's not there to blow anything up, so it's gonna be Brock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the other part of the Royal Rumble, which is huge, outside the first two is the final four participants in the Royal Rumble. That is right. I'm going with Daniel Bryan, Big E, myself, and uh, I'm not going to put myself, but uh, uh, Big E, Daniel Bryan, um, uh, who's another big megastar, maybe Jey Uso in there, and uh, who's another megastar? Um, uh, who's another one? I need one more. Brock Lesnar, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the that that is a good that's a good final four because those are the guys they kind of are like okay these are these are our these are our top tier competitors and you said that that um, that Randy Orton is not in the Royal Rumble that is right he's not in the Rumble because uh, he cut a pro on Monday because they're setting up for the Fiend and uh, uh, Randy to have like a cinematic match at the Rumble for I guess the end of feud. So Randy Orton said, like, oh, you burned my face, and I'm wearing this luchador match. You you burned me so bad I can't enter the rumble, I guess. Okay. So you remove, so you remove a superstar and they're already shorthanded. That's right. WD gotta call me up. I'm ready. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, they, I was just thinking, man, they're gonna have a hard time putting together 30 competitors for this. That for is this, right. For this Royal Rumble. Especially if you got four people. Well, having Goldberg there, he wasn't gonna be in the Royal Rumble, I guess, anyway. But having yeah. three competitors there that aren't even going to be in it, now you're grabbing a lot of you're grabbing a lot of you're depending a ton on NXT. That is right. They already got some call ups. What's the guy? Lenny Kravitz looking like guy's gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh and he's been he's been doing he's been doing pretty well for himself. Um, 
it's hard for you know, it's very difficult to get. I mean, even most people use NXT as a stepping stone. There are some people that just like being there and like doing it, but most most people when they when you get there, you're trying to get up to the main roster, and he's actually did it fairly quickly. Yeah, because Vince gonna like him. Like you know, he's a pretty big guy. Like Johnny and Tommaso loves NXT. They know where they were gonna fall in the main roster, so they stay there. Right. But yeah, but I think he might have a good spot there. And Rhea Ripley is coming to the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay, I, I, I have her. I have her winning the Women's Royal Rumble. I have Bianca Belair for mine. <laughs> okay. Now let's see who, who. Okay, let's go. Let's hop to the Women's Royal Rumble real quick. All right. So, who do you have as your first two competitors in the? Hmm. I say Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. Uh, all right. My first two. I'm gonna go Natty and Peyton Royce. Oh, classic. And then. <laughs> And then we're going to have Natty go 35 minutes just to piss Maggie off. <laughs> she still, Maggie still don't like Natalia. We're going to have Natalia go 35 minutes in the Royal Rumble of just being thrown out through the second rope and hanging on to the bottom and then just like teetering on the top and then sliding back in for 35 minutes. <laughs> Natalia is the, you know, the veteran that gets there to help other talent out. Before she's thrown out by Nia Jax. That uh, yeah, Nia just oh Shayna Baszler in the match too. I almost forgot. Yeah, yeah that uh, fi- that final four, the women's final four. I think for for me is a little bit easier to call because of the way that they they. I was gonna say it's kind of unfair to say they don't put as much effort into the women's division because I think they do, but I think the women's division is probably a little bit more predictable because of the 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 height of the star power of the people. So I would say. Definitely Charlotte Flair, definitely Rhea Ripley, definitely Nia Jax, and definitely Bianca Belair. Yep, and Shayna Baszler. She already announced it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, so funny. Like uh, Rhea Ripley's theme song, you ever heard it? I think it's really good too. I gotta look it up. I gotta, I gotta look up and hear it. I don't think I've heard it in a while. Oh, it's freaking amazing. Like, I had my Pandora on and my, when I was working out in the gym, and I don't know where her music hit. I was like, I'm gonna freaking like rep out everything. Super heavy, rep out everything. Do you, I was also, you know, also I was thinking that has Ronda Rousey been gone too long to make a comeback? Ah, this could be it then. She could be the last final entry. Yeah, I mean, that's if you wanted to, to make an impact with this show and put it on a different level, you'd put you bring in somebody like Ronda Rousey who, um, who when there is your is is definitely one of the greatest draws that they've ever had. But to have to, but to have her come back, be at WrestleMania, and compete for the for the title immediately, now that would be something something spectacular. Yeah, I feel like if she's in the Rumble, she's not losing it. No, yeah, definitely, yeah, she's not coming back to lose. No, I don't. Even I mean, if the name Charlotte Flair, they're like, yeah, she's not losing. <laughs> yeah, but that, but even if even if she gets in it, I think Charlotte Flair would still go for the other title. I think that she would be able to go like if if whoever challenges for whatever title they challenge for, I think Charlotte would probably challenge for the other one at the uh, at the um, at WrestleMania. Yeah, and plus they got to use those tag titles more because they're keeping them separate. Not a good idea. They're a tag team. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That's that's just their that's just their way of just saying, hey, we need a belt on Charlotte at all times. So we're going to we're going to have her be we're going to have her be a tag team champion. And yeah, they said so weird that Tag Team they're both dealing with different scenarios. Yeah, they've got different views like, going on. Yeah, Lacey Evans is dating his, I don't know, 135 year old dad. <laughs> my friend Maggie says, my friend Maggie says that's even more creepy than what was going on with Ray Mysterio. Yeah, with the Ray Mysterio part, at least like I was like, at least that was not too weird. This is this, this is yeah, that, that's like t- that's like t- Ray Mysterio. I mean, uh, who was it? What's her, uh, the Mysterio daughter and Brody? And no, not Brody. What's it? Murphy, Murphy, Murphy Lee, yeah. Murphy, Murphy, and Ray Mysterio's daughter. That might have been 12, 12 years, maybe. Ric Flair and Lacey Evans is a good forty years. Yeah, that's like unless they're playing that like um, a hot girl that wants a sugar daddy um, kind of angle there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is a very interesting thing. It 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 kind of it does elevate Lacey Evans, you know, because it's Ric Flair. But how weird is it for Charlotte? You you think to go in there and have to fight a girl who's with your with your dad on TV? 
Yeah, can you imagine? They're like, hey, I'm Vincent May, like, hey, Flair and Lacey, you guys want to kiss in front of Charlotte tonight? Yeah, yeah. it's coming. That's that's definitely coming. That's definitely where it's leading to. Even Lacey's husband be like, ugh. <laughs> like, well, that's Ric Flair, she probably thinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know where Rick's been. Rick's been Rick's been a lot of places. <laughs> Rick, Rick has a lot of miles on him. So I don't know. That that is a that is a very interesting scenario for uh for Lacey Evans. But she's doing the best. I mean, they give you the gimmick and or the, the the story, you just do the best that you can with it. And I think that she's she is literally doing everything that she can for the story right now. That is right. You know what the funny thing when you mentioned the Mysterio family? You know one of the reasons why they stopped pushing Dominic? Why is that? <laughs> when he took his shirt off and t- took the beating with the Kendall sticks, Vince said his body was not up to par and said, like, you got to wear this vest and start working out. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Vince. That's Vince, though. Yeah, that is- that's- <laughs> that that is Vince's mo of being. You got to be in shape, and you got to match his specifications if you want if you want to continue to be on his show. That's right, because you know Ray Mysterio trained in wrestling, but I know he just got out of high school. But still, you got to be hitting the weight room if you knew you where you were going. <laughs> also, also, it's on Fox, and Fox yeah. is Fox is very very. Um, superficial as far as is what you look like because it's you tune in and you're expecting to see what undertaker was talking about something very pretty and something very aesthetic every single time you tune in that's right they want to see you know larger than life wrestlers they don't want to see that guy looks like uh my son yeah he just looks like like a normal dude yeah he's he's fresh out of high school like we know this but yeah he just looks like a regular high school kid yeah (laughs) That's what he looks like. But hopefully he hits the gym very soon, which I don't think he have yet, but hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, no, it take it'll it'll take some time. He's gotta he's got to um he doesn't look like he's ever worked out though. No, he has like ring workouts, but lifting wise, no. <laughs> yeah, it is very different. So that that part of it, maybe maybe like a year, maybe two years. They probably, but they probably signed like a three year contract. I mean, he's still getting paid, so just get just work out. That's all you got to do. Just work out. You got everything else going for you. Just work out and come back when you're ready. That's exactly like he has the easiest thing. Your dad's right now wrestling, and they give you time. Take the time and work out. And Rey Mysterio <laughs> isn't the most ripped ripped dude in the world, and he's not the biggest dude in the world, but you know he's he's the name. Yeah, and he's in shape. Like, you know, he's a little older now, you could tell. But back then, he was in shape. Yeah, that's why Vince has him wear a singlet now. Yeah, because he's get, getting that dad bod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't have that. That that is Vince is 100% against dad bod. 100%. That's why Derek goes in AEW with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Cody and the, the Khan family don't care over there at AEW. AEW is like, can you wrestle? Can you do this? And if you can do it, we'll put you on TV and we'll send you to Impact Wrestling too. That's right. <laughs> AEW cracked me up with the Young Bucks because that guy with Kenny Omega since the end of the so funny when you mentioned AEW. Because AEW. Young Bucks, funny. Because when that TNA guy with Kenny Omega came, but um, he came out there and gave it, he tried to pay off the Bucks. Like, hey, you know what, guys? Here's some checks. Here you guys go. And they were like, you know what? We work for that company you're at, and we know these checks uh, are not even good. <laughs> it's true. I was like, yep. Wow. I was like, yep, that, that's true. That's why AJ and everybody else left. <laughs> that is a good dig right there. That is some real-life dig. And real-life, TNA still owes AJ, Samoa Joe, and Bobby Roode money. <laughs> do you know Do you know what is the craziest part about this? Um, I can't – I've been watching wrestling for a long time, and I've never seen cross-promotional deals like the, like the one that we're seeing right now between a, AEW and Impact. Yeah, because you usually see that, like, Ring of Honor and New Japan will do it, but, like, mainstream TV, like, well, AEW is more mainstream now because I don't, I don't know if a lot of people got access TV, but they are helping out TNA going back and forth, reunite the Bullet Club with a few of their members. <laughs> and you yeah. have – and TNA got some big ratings having Kenny Omega main event their match. Yeah. With the club. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is bizarre. It's like DC and Marvel doing one show together. 
That's right. Two and different universes. Yeah, and it's like they don't have, like, the crowd or anything in TNA. Just, like, go out there and just wrestle. Yeah, I, but I think it's going to benefit both. Because who, who else was on there? Uh, the private party came over, and they the private party and Matt Hardy? Yeah, they came out there to help out TNA a little bit. Yeah, so that that is a that is a very wild um, wild time in wrestling. So they have a uh, so I, I want to see more people come over to AEW. From there, I would like to see, of course, uh, who's the guy from uh, the guy uh, EC three. EC, oh, that would be awesome because EC three just did the match of Ring of Honor. Yeah, have EC3 come over and go toe-to-toe with MJF. Oh, that would be freaking awesome. That would be perfect. <laughs> That's a cool way to see. Because, you know, MJF, is trying to, he just tried to look, try to imitate EC3 so much. He did it. He did it. Billy. they always say it's not who does it first, it's who does it best and who got it over. That's right. He has got to hit the gym probably a little harder like EC3 does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's they they what they're doing the uh the what is it? it's called the inner circle that's their that's Jericho's group that's right the inner circle and they are yeah they are a a collection of people that are that have some they have some chemistry and it, it's I'm still learning a little bit about about them like Sammy Sammy Guevara and uh, well Jack Hager you know has been around forever. That's right. I did one show with him. We didn't wrestle each other, but we were on the show together. And yeah, he is he is probably he's one of the most veteran people that that they have and I'm glad to see him back back wrestling. Yeah. He didn't get what he, you know, he was so good like dirty didn't use him the right way, but yeah. I'm glad AEW's using him. He's like their Brock Lesnar. He was. Yeah. And he had a great song also. That's right. Which one WWE? He had a great song in WWE. Which the first one or the new one, the second when, one? Oh, the all when he was the All American American. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Ah, that's one I got to go back and download if I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, he had one of the great things on the Cesaro. Oh, uh, we the people. That's right, we the people. He had a good one with Cesaro. That was a good tag team too. You, you know, I always you because there are so many people come and go. You forget how long the people are in. He was probably with WWE for like eight years, maybe ten. Yeah, and Jody, my coach, trained him. <laughs> so he was in Deep South also at one point. Yeah, he was there right at the very end with Miz. Yeah, he came through Deep South. Wow. Yeah, and he was he was supposed to be like there. They, they put the title on him quick too. Yeah, but then they, they dropped the ball with him. <laughs> yeah. Like Jody even got mad. It's like you got this collegiate great wrestler that could wrestle and work in the ring, and you don't use him right. <laughs> That's true. They didn't use them right. Yeah, there's always a, there is always a, um, there's one thing they want to, if they have a great superstar, they always want to get them to the forefront as fast as they can. But on the other side of that, you, they don't want to push them before they're ready. Because if you push them before they're ready and they fail, there's no saving it. That's right. It's so funny. It's just how weird how they work always. And another thing, uh, did you watch the Undertaker podcast? Yes. Okay. So I've seen definitely. I want to definitely want to hit on this. All right. So I've watched excerpts from it. I haven't wor- watched the whole thing. Let me let me tell the people set it up. All right. So Undertaker Mark Calloway recently retired from the WWE. That's right. Is on a podcast with Joe Rogan, which is a very huge podcast. So That's right. He comes out there and he asks Undertaker some straight up questions. Undertaker's a straight up dude. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks and what's on his mind. And he mm-hmm. did this. Uh, and there were some things that, that probably rub some of the people the wrong way because it's their business and they are, they are in the wrestling business. So what were your takeaways from it? I think it was a pretty good podcast. Like I get some of the stuff, like they're asking his opinion is, you know, what he honestly thinks. You don't want him to lie. So they're asking him like, you know, what he thought of the business. Like, like the beginning part, like I watched the first hours. There's another hour left. But I saw some of the highlights of it as well. But he also talked about like how it is being on the road, different from there and to now. Because now you like, 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 I mean, now Undertaker said back then, like when you're hurt, you're hurting work because you, if you don't work, you don't make money, and you're gonna, you know, you're pretty much stuck. So you're gonna he wrestled with a blown eye socket, 
uh, injured like uh, injured shoulder, uh, and he he had injuries all over, and he couldn't you know stop because he had to work. But nowadays, wrestlers are more fortunate because there's doctors on standby. They got all this stuff going on where they protect wrestlers are more taken care of now, which yeah. is good. Yeah. He talked about the comparisons of them both because like he talked about when. Uh, he when he blew out his eye socket and that what's that uh, thing that attaches to your eye? Um, retina. Yeah, that, that yeah, the retina, like the, the long nerve ending is ha- yeah. is basically was sitting on the bone on his eye. Oh, that's what that's that's what was keeping it there. Oh my goodness. Yep, and he had to get that. He had got like some kind of some kind of um, steel thing in there to keep his eye back to normal. He did it on both eyes, oh. and. For his um, on um, what is it, labrum? Pretty much clean off almost when he was when he picked up. I think he picked up cane. I think it was, and all he he said he said like being smart when he messed up the when he messed up picking them up. He should have put them down to reset, but he just muscled him up there all that way. Went to his right arm and tore it oh, tore it in half, and he didn't realize that. And like like he took a cortisone shot going through. It's like oh I'm fine. Doctors took an extra. It's like. How like the the guy at um what's that doctor's name um you know he used to be in Hell South that did all the wrestlers uh surgeries you oh yeah him? yeah um yeah like I forgot his name really famous when he did Triple H's quad tear oh Doctor Andrews that is him Dr. he Dr. told Andrews. Undertaker he was like he was like told Undertaker he's like man I don't know if I could fix it can you re can you uh, move your arm he could move his arm and the doctor was like you can't be you shouldn't be able to do that. He trained his body to, to think that's a, like pretty much a natural movement. He trained his body to work through the pain, pretty much. Huh. <laughs> yeah, like he, he should not be able to move that arm, but he trained his body to it. And so they eventually got that fixed, fixed his injuries. So also he went down the line of wrestlers nowadays being too, what is it, too much flashy and not enough, what's the word? I'll say uh, grit maybe you want to say, like that old school mentality. Like that nails and cereal kind of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah, that does exist in 2021. Yeah, because, yeah, I get what he's saying. Like, I get, like, it's a lot different. Like, yeah, people are more focused on the uh, prettiness of wrestling than the, you know, the the bones, you know, the muscle and bones of wrestling, you know? Kind of like that. And he also went on saying, like, ah, people are too busy playing video games backstage than, you know, doing other things. But, you know, I don't see nothing wrong with video games that much because wrestlers on the road, they deal with a lot of mental, you know, like exhaustion and stuff. And I watched the Andre the Giant documentary and he used to play cards and stuff with the guys. And I feel like that's them playing cards as video games. It's like, I don't see like, long as they're like, you're not doing anything disrespectful. I don't see, I don't see, you know, that bad playing video games. As long as like, you know, like, you know, they're watching everybody's matches and, you know, helping each other out as long as they're doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They, there are older wrestlers who have given them good, great advice, and there are some wrestlers that I think that they have, uh, that the the younger guys have uh, have learned from. Mm-hmm. But Taker did not. I mean, his his perspective of it is what he saw and what he knows. What he knew coming up in the nineties was locker rooms were brutal. I mean, everybody was out for themselves. Everybody was going for their spot, you know, and, and nobody – I mean, you had you, – you didn't have friends. You had a, acquaintances. But better believe if, if, it's your, if it's you getting the spot or me, I'm going to take it. It's not, like right. the, it's not like that anymore. The locker, yeah. rooms, the locker rooms are way more friendly. You know, they're, they're not trying to step over each other. They have this whole, hey, you know, I can bring you up and I can help everybody – bring you up. It's not like, that's why Triple H is called the cerebral assassin because of what he did in the locker room to keep his spot. That's right. He had a him, Sean, look what they did to the rock back in the day. They were trying to run him out. Yeah. And Undertaker yeah. was the one that, you know, saved him, like to make sure he didn't like run out. Yeah. So it is a very different ball game from what he grew up with or what he came up with also not to not to throw this out there wrestlers do for the most part back then took a ton of performance enhancing drugs oh yeah you had to (laughs) a ton and it's not it is not like that anymore they can't do it because there's testing policies so a lot a lot of the a lot of the injuries that those older guys have is because of their their performance enhancing drug use 
So he and Undertaker mentioned that 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 there were a lot of people doing performance enhancing drugs, and like, duh. I mean, look at look at the people at that generation versus the people now. People right now are a lot smaller, um, less superhero like physiques, more athletic. Where exactly. Taker Taker was two was probably close to three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. At, at at his greatest was pretty ripped. I mean, he was in there with freaking ultimate warrior who was probably taking everything and get his hands on even people like going back to like Batista Batista is was 300 pounds at one point you know so yeah it's, you know, it, it, that is that is probably if people think that that is a secret it's not that's just the way that it was and it didn't happen anymore so there's and there's also there's less rage going back in the in the locker rooms because of because that's gone so it is a it is a different environment um, now and him being there because he's not there, he I, I would imagine that he's not around it as much as he was. So every time he comes back, there's a new generation of wrestlers there. Every year that he leaves, there's a new generation. So a lot of these kids who grew up watching him on TV his whole career are now the stars of the show that he was on. So his relate his ability to relate to them would be harder just like it would be harder for me to relate to a to an NFL player who's 20 years old now because I would have no idea what they're going through because I didn't I didn't live their life yep that's right because it's different like people could say millennials like and stuff like that but it's like Undertaker's from a different era like he's not like he's not there every day when he was wrestling like a couple years ago he was like on a legends contract and all these new superstars come out, and they it's really like you said, the locker room's more welcoming now than it was back then. When they're like, "Who is this guy? Oh, he's trying to come in to take my spot, isn't he? Well, I'm going to take him out. I'm going to hurt him on purpose, or I'm going like, to do something to ruin his career." Nowadays, they're like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. What's your name?" That's how it is now. <laughs> yeah. And they're only cool. They're only cool to the old guys. Yeah, because like Biggie, Biggie said too, like he doesn't like them when old guys come in. You know, I don't mind, like for like occasionally coming, like 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 for a big, you know, a big moment or something. Occasionally come in. Don't do it like a, a everyday thing. But I do understand, like if you if you've been there grinding for three hundred sixty five days a year, you go to Saudi Arabia and they pay you one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then there's some guy who hasn't been there in three years, and they're going to give him two and a half million dollars. I'd be a little bit angry. Yeah, I would be too. That's how they, that's how the WWE works there. <laughs> that's that's their you know brainchild. Like yeah, that's their like, yeah. That's that's just the way it is. But hopefully, hopefully, if you stick around long enough, if you're Big E, one day they'll bring you back and you get the three point five million dollars. That's right. It may get that world title shot like Kofi did. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting going forward to see. I mean, now that Undertaker is done, done, and he's not going to be around. I mean, he has some ability to say to speak a little bit more freely because he, he doesn't have to interact with them anymore. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate his honesty. Yeah. They asked his opinion and he gave it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I, I, and there are a lot of people like triple H can't tell you what he thinks. No, he, he's, be, he, he, he works still, there. He still has to be very political. Uh, rock <laughs> rock kind of does. And he doesn't, I think he probably pulls back a little bit of punches, but I mean, people will tell you, who were around him, like you were saying at the beginning, how it wasn't the most welcoming environment for him when he first got there. That's right. It's still, Sean doesn't like him to this day, <laughs> probably. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of, I mean, and then you have somebody like John Cena, who, um, who, who are, who are friend uh, at the, at the crunch gym. Uh, what is his name? His last name is Deweese. He was in, yeah. um, he was in, oh, uh, he too. Deep, deep South was telling me that, yeah, when John came in, nobody would sit with him. Yeah, because he, like, uh, yeah, he got the titles early. I was like, how, what, kind of, what kind of world is this? Yeah, Cena was still in that area when you're, like, coming in and it's not as welcoming. I mean, <laughs> when they know like, you're the guy. Yeah, I was like, wow, that is, that, that is not cool. And the fact that the worst part of it is that John is the reason. Like, if you're the champion, money to see you. And that money is getting filtered to everyone else. So, so I, I don't think they, that back then they got it from that, that standpoint. The better that everyone does, the more money that is distributed to all of us. 
Exactly. People didn't realize that everybody wants that number one spot, and they don't realize that their paychecks are getting bigger. Yeah. So I guess you be as happy with that. Yeah. So that is the that is the hard part of uh, of understanding um, the the psychological part of a world wrestling entertainment locker room. That's right. It's a it's a tough business back then, and it's, it still kind of is, but it's more welcoming. <laughs> All right, so how about a question of the of the day? All right, today's question. Uh, from DC and Marvel, you only could pick a supervillain. So from, like, the fitness as- aspect, like, who has that all-around athletic fit um, look, build, and ability, but they cannot have superpowers? You can't pick somebody who can fly. Okay, let's see. <laughs> who of, of the normal people who has the best physique – um, yeah, physique, so athletic ability, and you know, like that all-around performance without the performance-enhancing drugs. Um, I would say Batman's juicing, so just take him out of there. Um, oh no, you're going super villains. Oh, we're going super villains. Uh, only super villains from only super villains from DC and Marvel. Um, yep. uh, let's see. Do you consider Winter Soldier enhanced? Uh, well, he definitely got that metal arm. Should do? Should we count that? Because uh, well, he did lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, yeah, I would say Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah, he's yeah. a good one. He wasn't like he was like already had was already yeah. built and yeah, everything. Yeah, and, and he was over there uh, fighting wars and taking out people. He saw the little little scars on his body that were that were his uh, his kills. So yeah, he was a hell of a hell of an athlete. Hell of a hell of a like like supervillain before the uh, before the serum. That's right. He was. And mine will have to be, but well, I'm picking from a different universe or a different, was a different DC Earth. This is from the Batman Dark Knight series, that Bane. Not the Bane that's juicing, the Bane from Dark Knight Rise. Uh, okay. The Bane from Dark Knight Rises. All right, good. That is a good one. Because he trained himself in a pit, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And had a senses and everything. He fought his way out. That's right, because you watch Dark Knight Rise, Batman couldn't get all, one over on him no. at all. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. He was completely – he was outclassed. That's right. Outclassed, outstrength, like – like, and skill level was above the roof, and the darkness, the little tricks don't affect him. Bane no. just broke his back. He did. He did. That is, that is a good question. That is a good one. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll get to see more of uh, of Bane coming up here in the uh, – in the in the rest of the, the next couple DC DCEU movies. That's right. Come on, Bane Origin movie. Yeah. Please, a Bane Origin yeah, movie. I'm already excited because this it was a Sunday. It's the trailer drop for Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay, yeah. That is that looks good. Yeah, that is a matchup that Vince McMahon will even put on WrestleMania. Yeah, that's, that's his dream matchup. Two giants. That's right. That's the that's the was a Cena Rock matchup or Hogan and Warrior matchup, right there. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. All right, another another question. Another question. Oh yeah, uh, is it like since we rumbles right around the corner? Let's make our official. Does the official pick for the rumble? The official official pick. All right. Yeah, for women. Okay, let's go. Women's, I'm going to go with um, – let's go with Charlotte Flair <laughs> winning the women's, um, of course. Um, and then I am going to go with John Cena. Oh, John Cena. Coming out of nowhere. That is true because Cena is advertised. Yeah. He might appear out of nowhere yeah, this too. Is a, this is the perfect opportunity for him to come in. It's not really like a like a match match. I mean, for him, I think a match match would be hard for him to do do right now because he just hasn't been. You just haven't seen him around. But he can come in and do a Royal Rumble. Yeah, he might win and just take on one of the guys because I don't know if he has a movie coming yeah. up. But he, he can make he, he might be yeah he can make an appearance come in throw out a couple of people then get thrown out by uh, by Daniel Bryant. That's one way too. That's another one. Like for me, I go Bianca Belair for women, <clears throat> and for winning it at the Rumble. You know, I I, I I'm torn. I want to say I'm still going to go towards Daniel Bryant, but Cena does win it. That won't be a surprise for right, me. Right, right. 
Yeah. Right, DB, DB and Cena. We're going to lock it in. Cha-cha. Locked in to our picks for next Sunday's Royal Rumble. That is right. It's finally here. Finally Royal Rumble season. Okay. That is right. All right. So be sure to check out um, our other podcast episodes that we've done so far. Uh, check out the YouTube uh, channel. We just shot a couple. We, we shot two. Last two weeks, we shot uh, two episodes of Clang and Bang. Also, they're available on the IG. That is right. After a hellacious leg day. <laughs> those leg day. Those leg day episodes are or fearsome, fearsome. That's, you catch us when we're completely depleted of energy. <laughs> All right. And let's see who's joined our Banging and Clanging podcast Instagram. All right. As it pulls up. Uh, did you think did you, of of all the uh, of all the Royal Rumbles? Is there anyone that sticks out in your mind? Any any particular one that you say, "Wow, that one was uh, that one's a little bit better than the other ones." Oh, which Rumble Rumble matches were better? Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, uh, probably the one with Triple H returned. That was a good Rumble. Okay, I remember that one. All right, okay, so here we go with the uh, people who've joined. We've got Booty Full Brain. <laughs> awesome <Yeah>. name. <laughs> um, let's see. We also have Andy GA3000. Welcome, Andy. Have a Cyric. Welcome to the team. Oh, let's see who else we have. Lifting Voices. All right, Lifting. Fellow Lifter. Pod Clips. Welcome, Paul Cliff. A to the K Wrestling. Welcome, Fred Wrestling member. B-L-V-K-M-N-D. Welcome to the team. And that is it for this week. All right. Good, good, good. A good couple of people with us here. Indeed. All right. So, uh, take it home, Bretta. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you, everybody who tuned in for the Banging and Clanging podcast. Tell everybody about us. Don't forget to like and subscribe here and on the Instagram page. Follow us at Banging and Clanging podcast. Follow us there. Leave us a comment if you want to ask us a question. Like our page. And also follow the YouTube show, Clanging and Banging on YouTube. You can also leave comments and like us there as well. And don't forget to tell the world and get ready for Royal Rumble. And as always, we have Crossbones here, the guy whose arms are bigger than the Incredible Hulk. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I am Blake Beretta in hopes of winning the lottery and also might get big arms like Crossbones one day. Maybe. We'll see he, what happens. He, he, after he will. He will. He will. You win both. You win arms and lottery. All right. I'm winning both. And we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know what all Disneyland yet, but <laughs> it's a pandemic, not Disneyland yet. But <laughs> but as as always, we are banging and clanging, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Banging and Clanging podcast, baby.